the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The creation of Adam, the place God put him in, and the provisions he made for him. It's all part of our study next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Make it a point to join us. God went to great lengths to create humanity. He starts with Adam, and here in Genesis chapter 2, we have the marvelous account of Adam's creation, God placing him in the garden, giving him the provisions for that garden, and giving him the one thing he shouldn't do. And it's all called, Meet the Father of the Bride. That's the title of our message. We would invite you to join us again here in Genesis chapter 2. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard and today's broadcast of Truth For Today. When will we let God tell us what's good for us? When will we let God tell us what's bad for us? And we don't have to experience, we just take Him at His word. Well, there's one thing that wasn't good. It wasn't good for the man to be alone. And all the men said, and that's weak. There won't be any cookies this week, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Write that off. You had a chance to get a good meal. If there's no loving tonight, it's your fault. I gave you a chance. The Lord God said in verse 18, One thing's not good on all I see, and that's seen Adam by himself. I will make a fit for him. No, no, uh, a helper. I think King James said a help fit, and I used to think it was a fit that helps. But no, it's a helper. Are you there? Verse 18. Follow me, folks. Laugh. <laughs> Just loosen up. I mean, I, we can't stay as intense as the last point. I got, you got to lighten up a little, because it's going to get intense again. I'm just letting you breathe. I used to feel bad when people laugh when I preached. I had a man when I held a revival in um, San Jose. I rebuked the church for laughing. I said something, I said, don't laugh, this is serious. He took me aside, he said, son, I was young, about 20. He said, son, thank God when they laugh. You're so intense, we are pressed against the pew, and it's only the laughter that lets us breathe. <laughs> so just be glad you get the laughing breaks. Huh? Uh, he said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a noble kind of help. It's a beautiful word, gay etzer. And it was used of God. From whence shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord. This is the word used. So it's used of divine help. It was used of a victorious army. Military victory. So he says, I'm giving Adam a helper. A noble kind of help. And she is suited to him. And the word is she matches him. She compliments him. She corresponds. Those seem to be the three most common translations of it. Matching, compliments, corresponds. 
She is an equal match to this man that needs help. She's equal intelligently. She's equal in every way. Uh, there's nothing that says the woman is ever inferior to the man by creation. That is no, don't let, buy this tape, women. God never said you were inferior. She couldn't be a help to him if she was a wreck. She'd be a problem. But this is a help. God provided the man with a marvelous, marvelously endowed uh, helper kind of person that matched him in every area that he needed a match for help. Mind, romance, emotions, uh, to, to take care of the garden together, to propagate the race. They were fitted for each other to do what God wanted to do on the earth. So God gave him this noble gift. And uh, so you, you need a helper. Now the Lord had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the, the Lord made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. To nourish and cherish your wife is to nourish and cherish your flesh. Because she came out of you, and she comes back to you in marriage. But notice the sequence. He asked Adam, you name all these animals, which means he was intelligent. You don't have this picture of early man in the cave learn how to talk. He, from the get-go, he's made perfect, has intelligence, and he's not out here running with dinosaurs and playing Flash Gordon. No, this guy, I mean, that dates you. I know that dates you. You kids, I'm sorry. You have not been cultured as I have. I grew up on Flash. Uh, so he's out there. He's intelligent. He's not in a cave. He's in a garden. He names all these animals. And that intensified, God is nice to him. God wants him to catch on that things come in pairs. Everything is Mr. and Mrs. Hippo. Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe. Mr. And so God says, you know, God knows he's alone, but Adam doesn't. I mean, this is sixth day. Name these animals. And my, what a, how quick that must have gone. Amazing thing. Names, 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 names. And when he gets all done, Adam knows this. I've seen nothing in all of creation that's my counterpart. Uh, I don't see anything out there that can help me. Lassie's okay, but he can't help me with the help I need. Huh? I don't want to drink coffee with Lassie. I need help. I'm aware of that. So God does something. He puts him to sleep. Which shows you that man had nothing to do with the product God makes. Hugh Hefner did not invent women. God did. Hugh Hefner just knew how to become a millionaire off of them. He knew how to appeal to the animalistic drives of a man to become a multimillionaire. God came up with the design. He was the architect. And he says, I don't need your help, Adam. You go to sleep. Years ago, when I first did this, I, was, uh, I felt almost rebuked for the, uh, uh, almost it seemed irreverent, I mean, the humor that 
the last thing the man had done was name animals, and then God puts him to sleep. And I often thought, you dream about what you did before you go to bed. You dream all night of ice cream. You dream all night, you know, reading the book. You dream all night of, don't watch the late news. You don't need to go to bed on that. And you often, that comes over and you carry it in your subconscious. That's why it's a great thing to read a chapter of the Bible or a good book before you go to bed. It's kind of a soothing thing. But here's a man that's named all these animals. He goes to sleep. And all of a sudden, God, when he wakes up, God lets him know he's got a wife. And I'm thinking, he's thinking, the last thing I named before I went to sleep was a hippo. What has, God, what has God done while I've been asleep? I've got something for you, Adam. And I, I, just, I just hit me as, isn't that hilarious? To think, I mean, what's out there? I haven't seen her yet. Then God brings her to Adam. And the term is the idea of a formal marriage almost. It's like he's walking her down the aisle. Because you see, God was the father of the bride. Watch out if you marry a Christian woman. The father of the bride is God. Now, if she's unsaved, it's the devil. That'll give you fits, too. <laughs> but God's easier to get along with than the devil. Find out who your wife's spiritual father is before you get married. And so, he comes, brings her to the man... And the man sees the woman, the first poem in the Bible. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. That is a female man. The English used to be womb, womb, man. A female man. For she was taken out of man. Now it doesn't quite grab us like Hendricks used to translate this. He used to translate, he said in the Hebrew, Wow, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> yes! Man, I'm tired of plants and lassie and dogs and pigs and, and hippos and giraffes and, and lizards. Yes, this matches me. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I can get along with this. And the men said, Amen. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. Man, you better or, or go to the zoo today. <laughs> it's going to be hippo stew tonight. Huh? He sees this. God brings, let me enter. Adam, I've got something for you. He said, whoa, yes. That's the idea. Whoa, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. I guess we need Patillo here to sing it. But Adam wrote it before he ever sang it. He just went into, he got poetic all of a sudden. Nothing makes you poetic as a man like falling in love with a woman. The lines might be crazy, but you get poetic. You'll actually break down as an Ebenezer Scrooge and buy an extra nice gift. It just has an effect on you, doesn't it? Then you, when you get married, you start saving again. But, uh, <laughs> bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. Now, for this reason, the man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The leave his father and mother was a very strong statement because the Jews did not believe anything should supersede your allegiance to your parents but marriage. 
because uh, you were under the death penalty if you didn't honor your mother and father. It's very serious to have anything that could step in there in your heart and be above parents. And he said, Adam, and this is Moses making the comment here. He's now making just a comment on it. Adam did say this. This is the way it is when a man gets a wife. The wife becomes his priority. The wife becomes first in affections above parents. And it's a common problem in marriage that some people have never been weaned from parents. Uh, Sometimes a guy may want to marry a mother-like figure. But here he's saying, you leave mother and father. And the leave was not geographical, because in the Bible, the men usually moved the wife in with them. Isaac went and got Rebekah and lived with Abraham. So the leaving wasn't geographical. And big deal, just throw a tent next door. No leaving, lots of land. And the women came to the man's household as a whole. So the leaving was not geographical, it was a relative term, emotionally, and in your priorities, you've left mom and dad as your first priority in life, and you would now be joined to this woman as your first priority. Let me say, uh, you leave mother and father, the wife becomes first. A lot of young people, young men, the stories are they want to run with the guys, and they only run home because they want to kiss the wife. You know, you better get all that running around out of you. When you get married, she's the priority. She's the priority. And, and don't marry a woman that's your mother. I see, you know, I, I, I love my mother. And I love my sister. You know? And uh, have you ever, as a man, been uh, mothered a little bit and you just don't like it? I like affection and love, but don't mother me. You don't know what I'm talking about. Huh? I mean, that kind of, that sloppy stuff. Oh, you're my friend. No, no. I, I didn't marry a mother. I married a woman that, when I'm not getting with it, snap to it, buddy. Get with it. Dry it up. Oh, mother me. Please say I'm great. No, you're not. You're, you're a bozo on this issue. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I need someone to say, you're my son and you always will be. She said, you're my husband. You always will be. And I'm a little depressed. <laughs> Straighten up. Don't marry someone that just gets your socks and your no, that, that's not the relationship. You get someone that you're willing to leave, and you're willing to cleave, and the word literally meant to uh, be attached to. Uh, the glue, glue was the idea of the term. And the term had this idea. It spoke of what you cleave to, you are passionate about, and it speaks of being permanently attached. Matter of fact, Gordon Wenham says that when you marry a woman... You take on her kinfolks in the Old Testament so much that if she died, her, her uh, brother-in-law could go into her and raise up seed to her because she became a member of the family and that neither death nor divorce could end the new family relationship formed by this permanent union. God never planned on there to be ever a divorce. He says you cleave, be passionate about this person, be permanently fixed on them and make them the priority of your life. Three P's, you got that? Passion, permanence, priority. That's the idea of the gluing. And be united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And that one flesh could be, they shall become kinfolks. 
You get the flesh back that you lost in the rib. You become kin, the closest of kin. The closest of kin is she now to this man. Then the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And the key to this naked scene is no shame. Two Hebrew words for naked. It's used in Deuteronomy and in Genesis 3 that they were naked and they hid because when God said to Israel, when you go into captivity for divine punishment, you'll be naked. And if you remember the scene when they went into Babylon, they cut off their robes right to the midsection so that when many of the Jews walked into the city, you could see their buttocks and see their front, and they were at the epitome of disgrace, but God says it represents divine judgment because you became idolaters. But here, there's no judgment nor shame tied to their nudity. They're like two little kids about two years of age taking their bath together, having a ball. Aren't kids great about nudity? Have you ever seen these little kids that run the room just start throwing the clothes off? <laughs> Yippee, let's go run up through the sprinkler. Way you got to get... And then by the time I was adults with the hangouts, we get about three bathing suits on them because we're modest. And the kid says, what's your problem? I'm at least 18 months old. Hey, you, there is a time in life that nudity has no shame tied to it. It's supposed to be in marriage. But in the fall... They were aware of their nakedness. What they were aware of, they were under divine judgment, just like the Jews in exile. Two words for nudity. One thing about it is to be able to be in marriage without shame. You see, shame has the concept behind it. It's too deep that I won't share it with anyone. And the idea is I'm seeking to cover it, just like Adam and Eve did. Shame says something that's so bad I can't share it. I only cover it. So when you see me, I'm covering all the things I'm ashamed of. Guilt means I'm fearful of penalty, but shame means I've gone silent. I won't let you know how bad I've been. But here, there's no shame. Everything's transparent. Everything's open. They're one. It's a marvelous, marvelous picture. I love what uh, the great commentator, Matthew Henry, I forgot to read it in the first service, what he said about the creation of the woman coming out of the side. Matthew Henry was the man who said, the woman was not made out of Adam's head to top him. She was not made out of his feet to be trampled upon by him. But she was taken out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected by him, and near his heart to be beloved by him. And so, where did he get this woman? Near my heart, as it were, under my arm, not my feet, not my head. She becomes the helper of the leader, and they're completely matched for each other. Is it not a shame, as I talked to a lawyer who was sharing at our will seminar yesterday, he said the divorce rate is now 60%. For years, we heard 50%, and we got used to that. Now it's moved up to 60, according to him. Why are we getting rid of our helpers? Why are we getting rid of our leaders? It's because we have a hardness of heart problem. From the beginning, it was not so. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 19. And uh, I would just simply say to uh, all of you, 
Marriage was made for us to complement, not to compete with each other. The woman was made as a divinely designed helper, not as a nag, not as a liability, and not as a co-leader. She is the helper. He is the leader. And where you have male leadership, it does not mean abuse or domination. That only, uh, that's a part of sin. And uh, I would say today three things. May we all be passionate about our mates. May we all make them the priority of our human relationships. And may God make us permanent. And if you don't feel permanency, why don't you get alone with him and ask him to take out the heart of stone and put the glue back to make you stick through these times. You see, I don't need another woman. I need to be a better husband. I got all the woman I need. And if you're a lousy husband in this marriage, guess what you'll be in the next? Because the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water. And the reason she looks like a wilted daffodil is you haven't watered her in a long time. (laughs) And this thing at the job that looks great, somebody else has watered her, and you now want to reap the water benefits. I want a pretty thing. Why won't you invest in the one you've got? She can get as pretty as you deserve. If you invest some time, some prayer, maybe some broken hearted. You know, a broken heart helps soften the heart. And sometimes our hearts are broken before we get the glue back. That we're permanently devoted to this one. Don't change wives. Change your heart. And you'll never be sorry. Father, Thank you for the pattern. Thank you for the model. Give us the kind of hearts that are permanent and passionate about this marvelous designed helpmate you made for us in marriage. And I hear you say in 1 Corinthians, if I don't give you the mate, I'll give you a supernatural ministry of singleness and great fulfillment that you won't be deprived. For you are a God that gifts us either with singleness or marriage. But of course, the race didn't know that at the beginning. I pray strengthen all of our dear people. Strengthen our marriages. Put the glue in. Give us a fresh supply of glue and permanence and help us not to let other things come before this highest priority relationship. Those who are working too much and neglecting family and home, help them to cut back. Where there's shame, let forgiveness replace it. Where there's a loss, I pray that they'll regain it. Father, I wish that this divorce avalanche would stop. It is breaking the back of this culture. And our kids are angry. They're mad. They want to know why in the world adults can't get along. And the model is breeding an outrageous generation that doesn't care. Some way or another, may this church be an instrument in your hands to teach us to be loyal to you and to one another, and especially to our mates. It's your good design. We leave all other relationships except you to put her in the right place. Help us to honor you in all that we do. 
And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is the zip code. Men, you are invited to join us here at Valley Bible Church for our 2023 men's conference. It's called Walking to Win. Are you mission-minded for the Lord? It'll all be surrounding John 9, verse 4. It takes place Friday, March 17th, 6 to 9 p.m. Check-in begins at 5.30. And then Saturday, March the 18th, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Breakfast begins at 8 a.m. Lunch is served 12 to 1. Now the cost per attendee for the both days, $50 for men 18 and older, 25 for youth 12 to 17. It includes dinner Friday, breakfast, and lunch on Saturday. Again, that is Friday, March 17th, and Saturday, March 18th for the Valley Bible Church 2023 Men's Conference, Walking to Win, Are you mission-minded for the Lord? Call for details or stop by our website, valleybible.org. Our phone number is 510-799-3171. 510-799-3171. Guest speaker for our conference this year is Pastor Tony Arns, founding pastor of Folsom Bible Church. Join us for this year's Men's Bible Conference, Walking to Win. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.